everybody wants to be successful, and yet we all have different ideas of what that is. Finding success is the journey we embark upon to go and get what's ours. We are willing to travel down within to find our greatness buried deep inside of us. Questioning society's views and flipping the script, putting our own stamp on life. We're here because our future is within our control. Finding success is how we grab hold of what is possible. The relentless pursuit of success starts here. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Success with me, Adam. And me, Alex. How are you, Adam? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah good. Good, good, good. good. Uh, this week's episode is going to be about finances, um, understanding where all your money goes uh, in relation to everything. So that means money coming in, money going out, uh, the bills you pay, how to stop the bleeding, um, and we're going to get into quite a deep depth in detail about this. Before we get started, shameless plug, go and follow us on Instagram uh, at Finding Success and also on our YouTube channel as well, which is also Finding Success. Get us involved, get involved. You know, send us messages and uh, without further ado, let's get started, but so, all right, all right, all right. Go on, first one, <clears throat> you reckon? What's sorting your finances? Sorting so, your finances. Obviously, we said in the last one, we think sorting your finances sorts out your head game for everything else to uh, follow. So, this is just the way I've done it, or the way we've sort of we've done the same similar part, yeah, sorting yeah. out our finances. So, the first step was just understanding where every penny went that we spent. Um, and sort of putting a leash on it. I know when I uh, started this, I started going through all my finances. So one of the tips I use is quite literally print out a year's worth of bank statements and just uh, I did it in a spreadsheet and I just put broke it down um, into like every category. So from haircuts to the amount of times I go to Costa, McDonald's, car payments, or you know all that sort of stuff, yeah, all yeah. goes into one spreadsheet. And you can see like how much you're spending. And um, I know for me, Costa and McDonald's was offensive. <laughs> so much money for for what you get. Yeah, it's just offensive. It was triple figures for a year, and it's just scary. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, so obviously that it alert. It just brings you. It raises your awareness to what what's going on. Don't know if you're the same. Do you? Yeah, I was you the same. So I, I didn't do it for a spreadsheet. Um, I'm a quite an old-fashioned person. I like to write stuff down. Okay. I don't know why, but whenever, whenever I'm setting goals and like that, I'll always write it down first. I find quite a lot of power in writing it down, whether it's on a whiteboard or a sheet of paper. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was exactly the same thing. I printed off bank statements, went through them, and I writ um, sort of, I say Mackies. I'd do a month-by-month breakdown. I probably filled up like a, a big notebook yeah. of breakdowns. I went, like I said, uh, Spotify or Apple Music, McDonald's, uh, haircuts, car payments, fuel. It's quite an important yes. one for me as well. Uh, social, if you went to the pub or yes. not. Um, and just, just, just even the little things, like if you have, I don't, but if you have any debt, um, the smallest debts can be <clears> like a monthly payment on a laptop or a phone, your contract, and like that, you know, um, that majority of people do have. And you have to just write everything down and, you know, and, and be completely honest with yourself and yes. be, almost be to the closest penny because you have to break down and understand where every single penny is going to stop the, the bleeding stop finding yourself you know find yourself where the money is going and you'll you'll instantly have a big kick 
and go, wow, you know, this is this is not what my my money should be doing. It should be going to work, not going in someone else's pocket. Exactly. Yeah. So, and um, what we mean by stop bleeding, guys, is um, is comes from an ex-military geezer who became a mentor, but he he was trained. He was a medic in the military, and he was literally trained. If you got a man down, the first thing you do when you're in, at, you know, when you get to him. Is stop the bleeding. Yeah. Like you may drag him out of danger's way, but the, the first thing you do is just stop the bleeding. And we're doing the same with our money. We've yeah. gone for us, um, you know, finances, and we're just slapping a, a bandage and a plaster on the um, on on the the hole that we've got in our in our bucket full of money. Yeah, and um, that's what we mean by stop the bleeding. And it's very. I, I would say uh, before you do anything in your journey, but before you even look at getting, you know, getting educated and and starting your journey, stopping the bleeding is just a massive eye opener. Number one, you know, before you before you go and look at getting educated, you actually sit down and if you've got family, if you're just by yourself, you know, work out your mortgage, work out your rent, work out all your bills, and just sit back and go, do I need the Sky? Do I need this yes. broadband? Do I need this phone? Do I need the latest? Do I need the greatest? And the majority of the time, you don't, but you have it because you're trying to trying to keep up with the Joneses. And that is where you'll find yourself going, hang on a minute, the realisation's hit me here and I don't need all this materialistic exactly. stuff. Perfect. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, step two is stop bleeding. Account for any penny, like you've said. Get rid of... I know when I went through my stuff, I think uh, Netflix, I was paying about £15 a month, I think it was. 13 £14, I don't know. Um, I can't remember now because it was offensive. And I remember going through... I didn't, wanna, I, wanted, I didn't want to pay that for Netflix. I wanted to pay less. Yeah. But I still wanted Netflix. Um, so I I, uh, I went through all their options and they have got really cheap options. I think I pay like four ninety nine now, which is nothing really. Which is a lot less. It was it's a third of what I was paying for each month. Um, and, so, and I'm sacrificing a HD quality streaming and I can't share it on four different devices. So I, and I was never going to do that anyway. So it's paying for stuff you don't. You just got to go through. You got to recognize where every penny's going, and then like just organize it like. Save where you can. You nobody needs to pay fifteen pounds for Netflix. No. I don't think. I completely agree. Unless you're, because it's a four. You can share with four screens or something. So unless you're collecting money from the other guys that you're sharing the screen with. Yeah. Or you have a family that uses. Yeah, yeah. It's just really not really necessary. No. Um. Same. So same stuff with Amazon. Yeah. I pay my Amazon monthly and I cut that, stop that straight away, and pay it annually. Because it's a good thing to have for me. I've got Amazon Prime. Got all deliveries and even though my Amazon. Orders have gone down. I still, I still pay for Palmer. Yeah. I should probably look at that again now recently. See if I get rid of that payment. But annually, you, you don't notice it month to month. You have more money, more liquidity each month, which makes life a lot easier as well. For sure, yeah. Um, I suppose you notice that was well, music, music stuff as well, Apple Spotify and so like, you know, even that, that, I think, I can't remember who it was. Someone's telling me that they went to cancel Spotify. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we'll, we'll give you three months at this price and then if you still like it you can carry on so they've instantly they've gone from what it was 10 pound a month to like one pound a month and they've saved they've saved the the whole bunch of money that's 30 40 quid and they go all right okay we'll can continue so even that you know even like in the uk car tax yeah you pay your car tax yearly you save Save so much money over paying it monthly (laughs) insurance exactly the same yep you know paying one big lump of sum is a quite big saving than it is paying it monthly. So 100% go through that list that you, you don't spreadsheet on your whiteboard, as you were saying, and find those areas where you can just shave 
because yeah, how much you save in car tax wise? It's like 30, 40 quid. Oh, it? yeah. But grand you do scheme that, of things, yeah. But you do that for 20 things, you've got 200 quid. Exactly. You know? So it's, it's well worth it. Um, well worth it. And even things I had thought about gardening. If you pay a gardener to do your garden, it's probably because you didn't want to, you don't want to do it or something like that. I don't know. Um, it's a good idea to have a gardener, but they're also expensive. Yeah. <laughs> if you could, you know, if you, I'm not very good, uh, if I were to have a gardener, I'm not a very good gardener, but I would just want them to deal with all the plants and the, like, the flowers. It's hard stuff to look after that yeah. need attention. I can cut the grass and trim the hedges. That's not hard. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't take up very much time. No. And it was, it was half the bill for yeah. the gardener. Just, just go through all your expenses and, and just go through them. Yeah. See where you can find. Haggle and make deals with people, just like you did with the Spotify. Yeah. They didn't haggle, but they managed to find a deal with it. And yeah. they still keep it. So it's, that's the best way to do things. Would you say that goes with phones as well? Because uh, I know for a while that a lot of people uh, who are sort of our age and above or below, like, right, this iPhone 12 Pro ding bus has come out. I I'll, I'll want it. Yeah. I'm going to get it. And so what they do is they want to be the first person to turn up to work in the iPhone 12. I'm like, well, hang on a minute. Well, I'm going to get the iPhone 12. Yeah. It's, just, it's just toxic. And you'll you you turn up to work in four, four or five days after the iPhone 12 has turned up and everyone has got it because they want the latest and greatest. But they're paying so much more money to keep up with the Joneses that it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Keeping up with the Joneses is cool. Is the right way of describing that particularly, isn't it? Because it's just... Man, it's when you think about how much the iPhone changes, really. Yeah. You can still have the 10s and the 9s, and it's still doing the same thing. Yeah. It just feels different in your hand, looks different. I don't know. Camera gets better. I don't know. That's, that Apple's just good, got a good business. It's perfect, perfect business model, isn't it? But <laughs> and people do it. Their fingers. But, you know, don't be that person. You don't need to have yeah. the latest, the best out there, because if your phone still works and you're still paying a decent contract or your laptop or whatever, your car... Your you know, car, that's another big cars one. Cars are just a huge, aren't they? Yeah, people always want the nicest cars. Yeah. So they try, they they find out what they can spare because no one ever buys a car these days. Everyone's no. got them on finance. Yeah. And I was even talking to a lad at work because I um he said how much he just uh, swapped his truck for a van, and I was like, oh yeah, I'd really like a truck. Just you know, just thinking to myself, I would like a truck. He's like, oh get it. It's only like fifteen grand. It's like, I haven't got fifteen grand. <laughs> You're finance, mate. It's like, oh yeah, okay. It's like he's on a five year deal paying three hundred quid a month for five or four years. It's just <laughs> I can't afford that. No. <laughs> it's not uh, in my bills. Yeah. And it's yeah, people just want the nice car to look like they're keeping up with Joneses, to yeah. try and keep up with other people that they're not those other people don't actually care about what you're doing or nothing. And I suppose again, for people that aren't mechanically minded some of those people just want a car that will get them from A to B but you know they want the Beamer they want the Merc they want the Audi to keep up the Joneses but at the same time you know if 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 you aren't mechanically minded then you kind of are going to go the route I want that yes. you don't want to buy a second hand car you want you want the best thing but you know saving money in that respect is just a it's just a big difference isn't it? yeah definitely yeah you can buy a reliable Kia yeah exactly not have to a five-year-old reliable gear that will it. last you a long, a long period of time. You don't need the new M2. No, exactly. Unless you can genuinely afford it. But to start with, start with when you're getting your money game sorted, save money there. Yeah. Get that when you've got your money game together. Exactly. Get those cars. Because I would like a really nice car one day. But that's, that's down the road. So far down the road that I can't yeah. even see it at the minute. Um, so we're not saying don't get nice things, but prioritise. Yeah, prioritise your money. money goes, yeah. Exactly. All right. That's pretty good. Stop the bleeding. Step three. 
is pay yourself first. After you've stopped the bleeding, you've organised where every penny's going, pay yourself first. Yeah. Some of you may have heard that from Robert Kiyosaki. I think I've said that right. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Really good book. If you haven't read it, go and read it. Have you read yeah. it? Yeah, very good book. Yeah, very, good very, book. very good book. Um, it was the first book I read about money, actually. Yeah, and I think I think it's the go-to book for the initial started, step yeah. into understand where your finances and, and you know, fantastic book. Um, so yeah, go read that. He he basically says pay yourself first. So say if you are working like a nine to five, get you paid. And this is I used to I never used to do this. I used to sort of live the month and then whatever money I had left over, I'd put into my savings. Yeah, what I'd call my savings. And then you'd roll on to the next yeah. month and be like, oh, actually, I've got this 50 quid extra. I'll just roll it into this month and I have a better month, you know, yeah. and spend that. So what I do now is I pay myself first. As soon as my paycheck comes bouncing into the account, I've set me, because everything's online now, and it automated banking. It's so easy. Yeah. There's no excuse. No. It took me five minutes to set up a, like automated um, pay, payment to my, my savings account. And as soon as it, the, my paycheck comes in, the money goes out straight away yeah. before anything happens. And I've also done, I've got my spreadsheet that does that for me as well. My, yeah. in, so I can calculate exactly how much I've spent throughout the month without even starting the month. You know what I mean, I know where every penny's going before the end of the month. Yeah. You do something similar? Exactly the same. Exactly the same. I think uh, structuring and automating your bank, banking, you know, obviously the steps that we said prior are so very important for this reason. Because yeah. if you don't know what money you have left over, you can't automate your banking because you don't know what's going to come out and what's going to come in. Yeah. So these steps are, you know, you have to follow these gospel. There is no, 100%. I'm going to do this one first. I'm going to do that one. Cause yeah. it doesn't work. You have to understand where your money, when your money is before you start automating banking. Um, and yeah, automating banking is the, one of the biggest moves to saving money that you will ever notice. And whether you are paid monthly or weekly, it does not matter because you're still getting paid the same money at the end of the month, at the end of the day. Okay. Um, and this is a conversation I had with someone uh, this week, actually. Yeah. And they were saying that, oh, well, I get paid weekly, so I can't, I can't do that. And I'm saying, well, hang on a minute. Let's, let's be realistic. You get paid weekly, but realistically, what are you buying on a weekly basis? Yes. Well, apart from, yeah, apart yeah. from the old Amazon parcel, yeah. nothing. Yeah. So what, what makes a difference to the money coming out at the end of the month than it does every week? There is no difference. I mean, you can still automate your banking in a weekly basis, and that's sort of problem. Yeah, and that that you know that can be easily done. But <clears throat> whether you're getting paid monthly or weekly, there is no difference at all in setting up your autom- automating your banking account. No. And when you say automating, I mean having multiple pots. So um, I use Monzo. Uh, Monzo is a great bank for me. I've got multiple banks, um, but Monzo is great for using pots. I, I know that we have I have four or five pots in Monzo. Yep. Um, plus or minus a couple of other bank accounts. And, you know, I've got, to briefly talk about them, I've got a cash buffer pot, um, I've got a fight pot, and I've got a uh, investing pot as well. Okay. So they're just some of the, the pots I've got, um, and a rainy day pot and so on and so forth. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, they're just, you allocate, right, okay, this is what, say for instance, your cash buffer is very important to you, you don't have a cash buffer yet, and, you know, you, you decide on those, plan those goals, three, six, five, whatever how many months you want in there. But for me, the majority of my money will be going to that cash buffer. So I want to get that, that safety net. That I've, I know that if I lose my job, if the world ends, I have this amount of money to live for these certain amount of months before I have to get going, really, find a new job. Find a way of earning money. Um, yeah, so yeah, automating banking is a big 
process. And it has to be done. And it has to be done. And also, when you automate, automate your social side of things as well. So have an allocated pot or have an allocated amount of money for social. Because, again, if you just set aside all your money to go oh. in and say, well, I'm not spending any money this month, I'm going to go and put it in a pot and not take it out. 99% of the time, people do that for a month maximum. They'll go, oh, do you know what? Barry Biggers is going out for a pint tonight. Yeah, I'm going out yeah. for a pint with Barry. Oh, let me just take tenner out of this pot. Well, I've done this tenner now. You know, it's not even anymore. It's not 100 quid. It's now 90. I'll uh. take the rest of the 50 out. I'll, I'll make it all 40. I'll make it even. Nah, it's not. Take all 100 pound out and we'll go and spend it. And that is where you start. You, you, the bleeding comes back into the process. Yes. So uh, allocate a certain amount of social. Mine, after you've paid yourself bills, so on and so forth, allocate that amount of social and things will become easier. Don't forget about social money mm. at all. No, I'm, I've done the same. I've got an allocation each month to my social fund. And that is money I literally see as spending on going to the pub, going to the movies with the boys, doing, you know, going out for a meal, whatever. That's, I see that as expendable money. Yep. I know you shouldn't see money like that, but it is just stuff to enjoy life with because we do want to enjoy life. That's yep, like, exactly. You don't want to be tight and stingy and all that. You, you do want to enjoy life. So definitely recommend doing that. Um, I know you've got a very, uh, before you move on to the next step, I know you've got a very strong process in how to save money and how to increase your savings from month to month or from three months to three months. You'll talk everyone through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So obviously I'm aiming for my cash buffer. Um, I'm going for six month one just because I feel like that's, that's good for me. But um, when I started this, <clears throat> my, my like dividing up my money was structured as a 10-10 80 split so 10% was into my savings 10% was into personal investment and then 8% was on living um, and I, I didn't actually do a full 80% on living because that was quite a lot of money to be able to just spend on living with rent so on and so forth so um, I did put more into other pots but basically the saving part was started at 10% and then every quarter every three months I up that by 10% so the next month is 11%, and the, next, the month after that is 12.1%, and so on and yeah. so forth of your total. Um, but you up the money you're saving previous quarter by 10% every time. And it creeps up. As it goes up, it pushes, puts a small pinch on your, your living style, your lifestyle. And, um, but it's not enough to like wound you and no. not be able to afford it. No. It makes you realise that you can... It forces you to save money in other places, in, yeah. in places that... You don't really need the money exactly. spending. Um, and over time, it builds up to big numbers. Like you're putting huge numbers away. Um, and again, this is all automated. I don't, I just, every quarter, I'll just up it by 10%. That's it. Press play. And in three months, it just goes by and it just goes. Just ticks. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have to do anything about it. Um, and it's powerful because it's, I've saved so much money doing it. Yeah. And it will just keep going up and keep going up until I get to the point where I can't possibly save anymore without having to earn more money. Yeah. And that's where it will force me to earn more money. Um, and it is one of the best techniques. So it's just literally increase it every three months, increase your savings by 10% and don't ever stop. Right. I, I think, yeah, I think that's one of the best, the best methods because going, you know, having a pot and say, well, I'm going to save 30, 40, 50% this month or whatever. And just, just going out and dumping it all in at once. You can't actually notice the pinch and noticing the pinch is something that's quite important because you yep. can notice that oh well i don't really need this this mackie sandwich or oh, this can go into my pot and that extra 10 percent, as you said is very very powerful and it will compound fast and yeah, yeah. rather than putting that whole 20 30 into savings 
do it as in a 10, 10, 80, or, you know, allocate your own, your own, um, personal split and, you know, adjust it to you. We, you know, we can help you out with that if you want to get involved, but, um, it's very important to adapt things to you as well. You know, this method is very, 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 very powerful, but adapt it to you. You know, if you, mm. if you're, if you don't have to pay to live and you just, you live at mum's or dad's and you know, you're not paying rent and you're not paying food and you don't have to pay anything, then, you know, exactly yeah. <laughs> you you will find that your your pot will grow faster but you need to still allocate certain certain ways and certain processes so for sure get involved we can help you out with that if you need to yeah man. um and it, it changed my mindset as well just going back to that, that changed my mindset i remember coming from work or just driving at the weekends i'll be driving up to the costa that i normally go to or driving to the mackies that i normally go to it's like oh let's get mackies because you're thinking it's delicious and lovely and warm and amazing and then you just go, <laughs> and then you just go, no, that's going to cost me like three quid, which is actually going to put, I, I, there's no need to do that. I can just go home. I've got tea bags in the cupboard and I've exactly. got, uh, yeah. I've got food in the fridge. I just yeah. use that because it's a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. I know it's not convenient, but it's a hell of a lot cheaper. And that's, it's just the way I started living now. And it's, it's, it's a mental game, but I enjoy the game. Yeah. It's more, it's more fun. Um, step four. Clear all bad debts, yeah. all bad debts, because I do believe there are good and bad debts. But. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I I can say it's a hand on my heart and I can touch wood. I haven't been in a severe case of debt in my life at all. I don't. I have any credit cards. Um, I, I've never bought a car on finance. I've at least car on finance. Uh, I think I only paid for insurance on a monthly basis once. Oh. And to me, that counts as debt because you're paying it on a monthly basis. Yes, yeah, as, yeah. as a thing at the end, I've only ever paid that once in my life. Um, so I'm quite lucky in that case. I've never been actually in debt. Again, I don't count my mortgage as debt. So okay. I count that as good debt for me personally. It's my point of view. Um, other people's point of views are, are going to be different. Um, you know, debt to me is, uh, sorry, the mortgage to me is like rent, basically. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's just a monthly expense that I pay. Um, and you can obviously see that as an investment portfolio if you're into um, real estate, which I'm not, but I need somewhere to live. So that's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> have we gone over the debt to income ratio? No, yeah. we haven't yet. Have we not spoken? That's, gonna be, that's probably going to be maybe the next one. Yeah? yeah. Don't want to bring it up in this one? No, it's okay. No, talk do about you want to give them it's too much? You want to you make yeah. sure they come back? Teasing. Yeah. Teasing you. Yeah. <laughs> come back. Listen up to the debt to That's a really powerful thing, though. The debt to income ratio is where we're Actually, going to Actually, well, go on. Do it. We're doing it now. Go for it. Now I can go on to, you know, ways of getting down debt. But we're talking about, you need to understand it first, don't you, yeah. I suppose? All right, all right, all right. So I just, just because you talking about your mortgage, how it's a good debt and not yeah. bad debt, I, that twigged it into my head. It went into my head. So the debt to income, income it, I'm going to try again. Try again. The debt to income ratio is, is the ratio of um, how much you earn each month and to how much is going out each month yeah. in, in paying off your debts. And this is not paying off your living expenses. This is not paying off your mortgage. It's not paying your rent. I wouldn't even class paying your phone bill as because you... It's, it's almost a necessity nowadays, isn't it? It you is, yeah. Phone. You need to definitely not make it an expensive phone bill, but yeah, and, <laughs> you yeah. still need a phone. But it's, it's stuff like expensive cars, um, financing all your TVs and sofas and all that sort of stuff. That's Laptops. Yeah. Furniture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. a big one, people yeah. furniture. Massive. Yeah, washing machines. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's basically, say, I'll give you an example. Say if I'm earning £2,000 a month and I'm spending 200 quid on me sofa that I've just bought um, each month, that's, what's that, 
debt to income ratio. And that's a really good ratio. That's not too bad. Um, the highest we would um, want to go with a debt to income ratio is 20%. So 20% of your income is going on to paying your debts. Anything above that, and you're sort of no longer in a healthy position. It starts to get a bit worrying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, and there are people out there that live at seven, up at 70%. They're very, very wealthy people, almost millionaires. Yeah. They've got three Porsches on the drive and a mega house and all this sort of stuff, but they're living up at 70%. There was a, there was a trader, actually, before I will cut in. There's a trader, yeah, seven-figure, seven-figure well, trader, okay? He was earning uh, many, many millions of pounds, and he came to, uh, came to a friend of mine and said, uh, help me out. I'm in massive debt. And he goes, well, hang on a minute. You know, you're earning this much money. How can you be in debt? Well, it's the penthouse suite in New York. It's the Malibu house that he's paying for. It's this, that, the Porsches, the Audis. You can be one of the richest people in the world and still be have a, have a really, really bad debt-to-income ratio. It, it's because we just up our lifestyle. As soon as we up our income, you up your lifestyle. Exactly. And you don't, you just... It's, 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 I did it. Every yeah. time, from, from when I was starting at bottom of me mechanical Career. days back in yeah. the road car garages I remember I thought, what was I earning absolutely nothing tuppence um, but then going from uh, MSV to double R I got a huge huge paycheck I was like this is ridiculous I'm going to be a king yeah. and I spent all of it I still had no money yeah. and it's just exactly what they're doing they're earning seven figures and they're just spending it chucking it out the door yeah. spending it before they've got it and it's just absolutely mental. and that's what we're trying to stop yeah. so yeah we'll go into depth about the debt to income another time but it's something to keep in mind um, ways of paying off the bad debt. I feel like we should help them out if they have got bad debt, listeners. You know. Yeah. Again, this is quite hard for me because I've never had to do it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no. I know methods. Yes, as we both do. But again, I I can't really speak from a personal point of view because I haven't actually done it. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to give this on to you. Dang. All right. So <laughs> I I had a bit of credit card debt. Um, that was pretty offensive. But again, managed to get rid of it debt free now, and live the dream. And there were two methods I was looking at. You got the snowball method of paying off debt, and you've got the avalanche method. Um, the avalanche method is a quicker way of doing it. It's faster because you're paying off high interest um, debts. Yeah, the high first. interest first. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not as successful. More people are more successful with the snowball method just because it's really easy to see. It's really easy to manage. Yeah, and and it it does work. It takes a little bit longer, but Still getting in the grand scheme of things, that that amount of time is very, very small. Exactly, you're going to be so happy at the end of it, you don't mind waiting a little bit longer. So, should we just go into the snowball method? Yeah, I think think snowball is snowball's better. Um, but if you if you would prefer paying off high interest ones first, pay off high interest ones first. Have a look at Google, um, the avalanche method of paying off debt, and it is it's a really good, clean method. But basically, the snowball method it focuses on small payments first. So, say you've got three payments, you've got um store card or a credit card and student loan or and a car finance payments. Yeah. Order them all up, see how much this is looking at, not the total bill, but the the highest price per month uh, payment. I don't know, is that the best way to say it? I don't know. The highest yeah, bill each yeah, month. Yeah. yeah. Um and you start paying the min- you have to obviously carry on paying the minimum payments each month. But then you put as much as you can. Say your minimum payment on your credit card was twenty five quid. Save together as much money as possible to be able to put 125 quid into that credit card. And you just keep doing that. Pay all the minimum, minimum payments each month until that's, that's done. So your credit card is gone. Yeah. And you go from your credit card to your car finance. 
minimum payment on that was what 300 quid get or i guess it wouldn't be car finance but car loan whatever yeah yeah um pc whatever you're doing yeah yeah use that same that 125 quid from your credit card and snowball it put it straight on top of the minimum payment of the car payments so then you've got you know 425 pounds paying off that and that would start chunking taking big chunks off of that um car payments as soon as that's paid off fantastic don't touch the money put it straight back into the student loan payments yeah. so on and so forth just build it up and it quite literally the money will snowball so if for a long time you're going to be you'll be paying off a lot of debt but you won't have all that extra money available each month don't yeah. think because you paid off your credit card that you've oh, got, got all this yeah. money again to spend really really focus on just putting it straight back into paying off the next debt and it does quite literally as everyone knows when they roll the snowball up it just gets bigger and bigger yeah. and it, you just all the debts will come tumbling down in no time at all and then after that you've got all that cash available to put into your cash buffer put into you know use wisely yeah don't go don't get all excited and see oh my credit card. card's got five grand on it again and then spend it you know that's quite a tough thing not to do yeah yeah i mean again i haven't, I haven't um and experienced it but i know from personal um you know family and friends and so on that have used the snowball method you know the change in personality that you can see and I, I, that's the reason that cash buffer is so important um you know the the change in personality that when a person has a certain amount of money you know a three sink uh, a three three to six month uh, living expenses in their bank account that they they're confident about their personality their mindset their their overall happiness completely changes from yes. when they're in eyeballs you know over 50 percent in debt to being zero you know that debt to income ratio is is quite a big thing and you know the snowball method is a very very good method to get rid of it very effective but you do have to fully commit to it yeah and if you don't commit to it again the bleeding will exactly exactly and so you just gotta want it you gotta want it yeah but yeah great for the mindset really efficient It's, it's it's good good paying off debt step five Personal investment, yes, or investing, investing in your personal self. Personal, in- personal you take self, this one. Personal, personal self investing, personal self dingers. <laughs> um, so yeah, as we said about uh, almost automating banking, it goes sort of runs into that with me. Um, personal investment. So personal investment can be getting those pots sorted out. So if you want to go and get educated, you need to invest and get educated. Therefore, this is personal investment. Going back to me when I split it ten ten. Yep. 80 that 10 percent personal growth personal investment that is this is what i'm talking about that one every every month 10 percent, no matter what goes into this yeah and yeah go on, carry on. Thank uh, so, <laughs> so yeah from my point of view um as i said i'm looking to get into trade well i'm a trader and i need to get educated about trading so personal investment <laughs> if i had all this debt and i had no money to pay for it i'm never going to get mm. started in trading or or so on and so forth so i needed that initial personal investment so that I could get involved in trading. And I pay for my, uh, again, I pay for my um, my education monthly basis, quite expensive. But if I didn't have that pot, I couldn't do that. Mm. If I didn't have that allocation, mm. I couldn't do that. And not only, um, at my point of view, not only is uh, personal investment come out of, um, you know, getting educated, it also can be for books. Yes. It can be for um, a monthly fund if you're, you know, talking Vanguard or, further down the line index funds so on and so forth also personal investments um you know personal investment is quite a broad thing but getting educated is again sort of the the next stage into you know that personal investment what you want to do whether it's trading um investing 
hairdressing, whatever you want to mm. do, you know, being a mechanic, that, that next step is quite a range of things, but you need that initial money to, to do that. For sure. For me, the personal investment is exactly the same. When I started, when I, the, the, all the money was going to books. Yeah. And to be fair, it still is going to books because I don't think you can ever read enough. No. Um, there's a lot of stuff to learn out there. We'll be learning until we die. Yeah, you will. Um, so yeah, I spend a lot of it on books. Um, Audible. Uh, yeah. Is it Amazon that do Audible? Amazon, Audible? yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a great thing to spend that money on. It's, uh, I know it's a monthly expense, but if you're counting that as a personal investment, yeah. it's, it's cheap. It's, it's, well, it's well worth very, money. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no money you can't spend on it. Um, and then, yeah, as you go books, Audible, so on, you could go to education platforms like we're on. Um, even use it for networking. Yeah. Use it as, you know, not parties, but networking events, you know, yeah. gatherings, seminars, all that sort of stuff. Paying for hire of a place, yeah. an office, you know. To do a investment. networking exactly. gathering. Yeah, it's, it, it's all for that sort of stuff. Mastermind courses, you know, mentors, all that sort of stuff, just stuff that you're going to learn from. Yeah is the key thing there. As long as you're going to learn from it, gain from it, it's well worth it. I'm sure many people, if you're into investing or personal growth or um, trading, uh, Tony Robbins is quite a big name. And yes. I know for a while that if you want to go and watch a seminar that Tony Robbins has done, you're going to need some indefinite yeah. personal investments because uh, he's a bloody expensive guy to expensive? go and watch. I've yeah. not looked at Tony Robbins. Uh, yeah, it's quite expensive. Oh. So, you know, having that pot to learn more is a very important thing, you know, whether it's education, uh, whether it's putting into business, it's very, very important. And that pot can, again, because it's personal, it can be used as a startup for business. Yeah. So if you have a business in mind, you, you know, you're you looking for a product that you want to get rolling, you go to a company, you say, look, I've got this product here, um, so on and so forth. Great business model. Here you go. This is what I want to start using and you know, see if they like it. You know, you, yeah, nice. You can, Didn't think that. you can do it like that as well. Didn't think. Um, they were my five steps. I don't know if you've got any other. Those five steps, I would say, about it. However, you know, there's, the list is carrying on and we're going to continue it in the next podcast. But They're just the first basic steps. These basic five steps are a very important strategy to follow. And if you don't follow these five steps in order, don't do the five steps. Yeah, That's right. simple. Because yeah. if you start at the bottom and you get, well, I've got business to start first. I need to make money before I start paying off my bills. No. Get your bloody thing bus sorted first, you know. Yeah, 100%. Get the do, money sorted. Do the steps. Do the one, two, three, four, five. Do the process. Understand the process. Gain the happiness of having your cash buffer. Gain the happiness of allocating your your money expenditure, stopping the bleed, and so on and so forth. Understanding where your money goes. That is such an important process to do. Um, and if you don't do that, you'll understand that building wealth isn't going to be easy for you. And this yeah. is the easiest step into understanding where your money is going. Stopping the bleeding, paying yourself first, and and getting on track to building wealth. Very important. Very very important. Uh, so Butson, I'll uh, I'll leave it to you on the outro. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, I hope that one was helpful to you. Um, and gave you loads of value. Um, if it did, and you're not following us, please give us a follow on Instagram at Finding Success, uh, or also on YouTube. You'll find this podcast on YouTube if you're not already listening to it on there. Um, and send us a DM if you want to hear anything else. Um ask us any questions or any topics you want us to talk about just let us know we're more than happy to talk about it but until then see you next time success is available for everybody so why should you settle for less